Blessed be your name, Lord. Honor to your name. Adoration to your name. Be thou glorified. Thank you, Master. Thank you, Adonai. Thank you, Elohim. We worship you. We glorify you. Jesus' precious name.
I can't thank you. I can't thank you, and my thanks will not be enough. Yes, it will never be enough for all the things that you have done for me, all the things that you have done for your people, all the things that you've done for my family, all the things that, oh God, you have done for the hour of Gethsemane, and all the things that you have done for this family. Lord, we can't thank you enough. We can't thank you enough. But what we are saying is that, Lord, we appreciate you. We thank you. We adore your name. We lift up your name. We give your name all the adoration and all the exaltation that you are awesome God, great God, wonderful God. With and without you, there is no other God. You have loved us. You have protected us. You have guided us. And you deliver us from the plots and the planks of the enemy. And we are so grateful. We are so honored. And we are so privileged to be blessed and to be honored this week. We thank you for all the things that you are doing. Your protection, your guidance is so awesome. It is so great. It is so marvelous. And what we are saying today is that God, we praise your name. We worship your name. We adore your holy name. We give you all the praise and we give you all the adoration, Jesus. the infancy of creation you remain the same god you remain the god lovely i am that i am you remain the alpha and the omega the beginning and the end you are a great god a marvelous god you've never forsaken us you've never neglected us you've never ignored us and you've never left us at the mercy of the devil or at the mercy of the enemy You've been so awesome unto us, even in the midst of our shortfalls, in the midst of our weakness, even in our sin, the Bible says you first loved us, you first loved us. So what we are saying today is that, Lord, we appreciate you, we thank you, we adore your name, and we magnify your holy name. to live how you want me to live lord spirit of god help us oh god to please you help us oh god to live a worthy life a healthy life a spiritual life a life pleasing unto you help us oh god with our knowledge with our wisdom 
with our understanding, with our experience and skill on this earth. We will not be able to please you. We will not be able to live the life that you want. We will not be able to live a life that you expect from us, O、oh、God. So we submit ourselves before you and we come before the throne room of grace and we ask for your mercy and we ask for your grace. We ask for your protection and your love. We ask for your direction to direct the effects of our life. We ask for, O、oh、God, your spirit leading to lead our footsteps, to lead our ways, to lead our decisions in all that we do. We ask the Lord you. You, you lead us, you, you, you guide us, oh God, you, you, you nurture our life and position our life at a place where you, God, expect us, at a life that you, oh God, you expect us to live. We do, and we believe that you are worthy, God, you are great, God, you are awesome, God. And you are capable of doing all beyond human imaginations and human comprehension. With a human thought, it might seem impossible, but with you, the Bible says that all things are possible, all things are real, all things are so great and so marvelous. So the Bible said, Where all men are saying there is a casting down, we will say there is a lifting up because we have a God. We have an ancient of days. We have Alpha and Omega who knows everything and who loves us so much that He is willing and ready to be always there for you and I. Spirit of God, we appreciate you. We thank you today. We adore you. Spirit of God, we welcome you. Holy Ghost, we welcome you into our midst today and onto our prayer line here at the hour of Gethsemane. This is the hour of Gethsemane. This is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. This is the hour of prayer. This is where we are coming to have an encounter with God, an encounter with the Spirit of God today. So, I welcome you and I say God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line. I'm so honored, I'm so privileged having you as a family and having you back here on our prayer line. God bless you all. Thank God for your life. I thank God for everything that the Lord is doing for you and your family. How are you doing? I believe you are all doing well. I believe you are blessed. I believe you are favored. And I believe so strongly that you are highly honored. I welcome you once again. God bless you for joining us today. I want to pray a prayer for you and then let's start our segment today. Today we are still looking on our theme for the mind, the potency of the blood, the potency of the blood. 
talking about the potency of the blood. We are talking about the efficacy of the blood. We are talking about the power of the blood. And we are talking about the intensity of the blood of Jesus Christ. God bless you. I want to pray a short prayer for you. And then let's start something today. Once again, I welcome you all. God bless you. chapter 3 verse 13 and verse 4 and let me pray a prayer for somebody right now the bible says that christ redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us for it is rethinked curse is everyone who is hung on a pole he redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come to the Gentiles through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. He redeemed us 
in order that the blessings given to Abraham might come to the Gentile through Christ Jesus, so that by faith we might receive the promise of the Spirit. something that in addition to bring or in addition to be redeemed from sin the blood also set us free from the curse of the law so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon us through Christ Jesus Christ. The Bible said curse is the one that is hung on the tree. So Christ became a curse so that the curse upon our life will be taken forever. And what is the curse? The curse is death the curse is sickness the curse is sin the curse is disease the curse is poverty the curse is lack the curse is insufficiency the curse is depression and pray for somebody that as Christ has become a curse unto you and I on the cross I pray that any curse of death be deleted from your life any curse of death be taken away from your life in the name of Jesus any curse of sickness in your family any curse of disease any curse of in the case of chronic disease in your family in that name of Jesus as Christ has become a curse unto you and I may that case of sickness may that case of infirmity may that case of diseases be taken away from your life in the name of Jesus Christ by the power of God in the case of death in the case of grave in the case of sinner in the case of poverty and lack in the case of oppression, in the case of suppression, may that be taken from your life, may that be broken from your life, in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. So that the blessing of Abraham, mm, so the blood also set us free from the curse of the law, so that the blessings of Abraham might come on us in Christ Jesus Christ. 
so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon us in Christ Jesus. So what of the reason was for Christ to die on the cross and take away that impurity, to take away that curse, so that through his blood, we will now enjoy the blessings of Abraham. I pray for somebody that may you begin to enjoy the blessings of God. From today, may the favor of God begin to come upon your life in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The Bible said the other day unto Abraham that for blessing I will bless you and you are going to be a blessing unto the world. So the Lord bless Abraham. So may the Lord bless you in the name of Jesus. In your going in and your coming out, may you be blessed in your family may you be blessed in your Christian life may you be blessed in your spiritual life may you be blessed in your physical life may you be blessed in your marriage may you be blessed in that relationship may you be blessed in that workplace may you be blessed in the name of Jesus Christ from today may you begin to experience the inherited blessings of God through Abraham in the name of Jesus Christ may you receive that Ordained blessing, may you receive that favor, may you receive that glory, may you receive that honor in the name of Jesus Christ. So he died so that you and I, the blessings of Abraham, might come upon us. So that is why the verse 14 said, He redeemed us, Christ Jesus, redeemed us. He redeemed us in order that the blessing given to Abraham might come upon us. He redeemed us. He shed his blood on the cross so that the blessing that you and I will deserve on this earth, the blessing will come upon us. Christ has become a curse so that the classics of the law where the Bible said for the wages of sin is death. So Christ came in to take that death and replace it with life so that you and I, instead of death, we receive life. So any grief mentioning your name Mention the name of you and your family by the power and by the might of God. From today, the power of the grief has been taken away by the might of God in the name of Jesus Christ. The power of death has been taken away by the might and by the blood of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' mighty name, God bless you.
More music on TrendyBeats.com. Without your grace, thank you for your grace. Thank you, God, for your favor. Thank you for your love and thank you for your grace. Again, I welcome you all today to our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. This is the hour of prayer. This is the hour where we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. Today, I want us to look at a theme for the man, the whole man, the whole of the month of May, what we've been looking at, the potency of the blood of Jesus Christ. And from there, we are going to lift up some prayers before we bring our session to a close today. You are welcome. Bridget, how are you doing, my dear sister? God bless you. I miss you guys so much. By the grace of God, I'm back. And today, we are going to look into the Word of God and we are going to pray. God bless you. I welcome you. If you can hear me, I say you are warmly welcome. God bless you. What greater love than this That a man should lay down his life for me also welcome victorious victorious you are welcome how are you doing god bless you for joining our prayer line today on the augustine you are welcome leslie a new or die leslie how are you doing you are welcome god bless you all look what your blood has done i am no longer to say now i stand worthy righteous completely forgiven Your grace, your grace, your grace, your grace, 
just want to remind you a little about what we have been doing this very month of May. We said in the Old Testament, it was only through the shedding of blood in animal sacrifice that man could be cleansed from sins. Because it is the blood that makes atonement for one's life. It is the blood that makes atonement. It is the blood of Jesus Christ that cleans and redeems man. So we saw that when the first Adam failed God, when God entered the Garden of Eden, to have a relationship and a fellowship with man. The Bible said God went into the garden and called man to have a fellowship. But man was nowhere to be found because man had eaten the forbidden fruit. Man has sinned. So that relationship and fellowship was destroyed between God and humanity. And we got to understand that because God loves us so much, because God cares about us, he made a provision to draw man back onto himself. And that provision was a sacrifice. And I said that this sacrifice had to be a human sacrifice or a human blood. To atone for the sins of humanity. But God is not a wicked God to be killing humans and be using their blood for sacrifice. So in place of a human blood, Christ or God decided to use the blood of animals. So in Leviticus chapter 17 verse 11, the Bible says there is life in the blood. So it was that life that was used. The light in the blood that was used as a sacrifice for the sins or to atone in place of a human blood. But mind you that the blood of animals, the blood of goat and sheep, they are not perfect. It was a temporary provision that God made that is why every year this sacrifice of atonement had to be done. The sins of the people have to be atoned for. In fact, the tent of worship, the holy of holies, had to be atoned. The high priest had to atone for his sin. The high priest had to atone for the sin of his family. And the sin of the people had to be atoned. Every year, which means that this was a temporal provision, so God needed a permanent provision to take away sin forever in order for God to give that access, in order for men to have that privilege and that access to draw closer to God, just like in the beginning of the creation, how God was closer to Adam and Eve, how God can enter into the garden and have a fellowship and have a union and have a communion and have a fellowship with man. So the Bible said when the blood of Christ God or touch the lamp of Calvary, the, 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 the curtain, the curtain that divided the temple 
divide into two. I have already explained all this. So in the book of Hebrews chapter 9, Hebrews chapter 9, the verse number 12 and 14, the Bible said, with his own blood, not the blood of goat and calves, he entered the most holy place once for all time and secured our redemption forever. So with the blood of Jesus Christ, as I said earlier, with the blood of animal, this sacrifice had to be performed every year. So every year, you and I, we would have been looking for gold, two gold and one ram for this sacrifice of atonement. But Christ came in because the Bible said in John 3, 16, that for God so loved the world, for God so loved the world, that he gave his only begotten son to come and die for you and I. So Christ came, as the Hebrew said, that with his own blood, not the blood of goat and calves and sheep and ram, he entered the most holy place that was supposed to be entered by only the high priest. Once and for all, the high priest had to go to the most holy place or the holy of holies each and every year, once every year. But Christ entered the most holy place once and for all and secured our redemption forever. So under the old system, the blood of goat and boots and ashes of a heifer could cleanse people's body. From ceremonial what? Impurity. So this was what? Something that was what? A ritual ceremony. That was going on every year by year. So people can decide to do all what they could and can't. Because they know that at the end of the year, they are going to offer a sacrifice. A ceremonial sacrifice. Or a ritual sacrifice. To atone for their sins. So just think. How much more the blood of Christ will purify our conscience. The blood of Jesus purify our conscience from sinful deeds so that we can worship the living God. For by the power of the eternal spirit, Christ offered himself to God as a perfect sacrifice. For our sins. So Christ's sacrifice became a perfect sacrifice once and for all to redeem humanity from the captivity of sin and from that ceremonial impurity and draw us back to the Father and get us close to God.
welcome, Pastor Andrea Jackson. Pastor Andrea, how are you doing? God bless you, woman of God. I've missed you, Pastor Andrea. You are welcome. God bless you. Also, welcome, First Lady. You are welcome. God bless you. Praise of God, I'm fine, I'm doing well, and I'm highly favored. God bless you, Pastor Andre Jackson. Also welcome, Deaconess Gloria Chapman and uh, Mary Yurinchi. How are you doing? Oh, you are all welcome. God bless you. You are so highly honored to be part of us today on our prayer line at the hour of Gethsemane. That is our prayer. That is our way we seek the face of God behind our closed doors. God bless you. You are so gracious, so kind, so More music on trendybeats.com. trendybeats.com
Let's just one. Let's start something today. Let's go into the word of God. Let's go into our team for the month, and then we'll have some time to pray together. We'll have some time, and I'll pray with you. You are all welcome once again. God bless you. So today we are continuing our lesson. We are continuing our message, and today I want to go into detail of. The potency of the blood, or the efficacy of the blood of Jesus Christ, what the blood has done, and what the blood is doing, and what the blood is capable of doing in our life. And one thing that I want you to understand is that God is love. For the Bible says, "For God is what is love." So, for God so loved the world. He gave his only begotten Son Jesus Christ unto us, and the greatest expression, the greatest of the greatest expression of his love towards us is the blood of Jesus Christ. The greatest of God's love. God loves you, my dear. When I say God loves you. When you say God loves me, yes, truly He loves me because God is love, and God expect. That's why when the disciple went to Jesus and asked him that which of these, which means they were referring to the commandment of God, is the greatest. God told them, and the answer was simple: love, love God, love your neighbor. As yourself, so that was the greatest of the commandment that God gave unto the disciple. So God is love, and God's expression of love towards humanity, towards you and I, is the blood of Jesus. Is the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm talking about the love I am talking about. This love covers every need that man has had or ever will have. Every need that every needs that man had, every need that we have. Or every need that we will ever have, the blood of Jesus covers every aspect of our needs. 
And every time that we apply the blood, we experience an outpouring of His love. You see, it is through His love that He gave His blood. So every time we apply the blood, we experience an outpouring of this love. We experience the love of God. Through God's love, He saved us. Through God's love, He redeemed us. Through God's love, He predestined us. Through God's love, He justified us. Through God's love, He glorified us because He loves us. Because what? God loves us because Christ loved you and I. And this love is through the blood. The blood that was shed. The sacrifice. You see, if you love somebody and you cannot sacrifice anything for the person, If you love somebody and you cannot give or you cannot share, it is like a fate without works. It's like a fate without what works. The Bible says what? It is a dead fate. So any love without sacrifice is a dead love. Any love without sharing or giving Any love without sharing or giving is a dead love. You cannot say you love and hold on and decide not to give something for the one you love to appreciate or to know that truly you love him, truly you love her. So even in a human relationship and marriage, We demonstrate love by giving and by sharing and by sacrifice. We sacrifice our time. We sacrifice our energy. We sacrifice our resources. We give our resources. We go to the market. We go to the supermarket. We go to the shop and we buy gift and give this gift to our loved ones as a sign of love. So if every day I confess with my mouth, I love you, I love you, I love you, and I don't show anything, I don't demonstrate anything, I am ready, I am not ready to sacrifice anything, would you believe that love? It will be difficult for you to believe that love. I say I love you and you are in need, you are in a dying need and I cannot help you. Even though I have, But I am not ready to sacrifice. Even though I have, but I am not ready to give. I am not ready to release. Is that love? So it's like a faith without works. So love without sacrifice. Love without giving. There is a question mark or it is an error. So because God loves you and I, He gave. His only begotten son. Because God loves us, He sacrificed His only son. So Christ 
was sacrificed on the cross with his own blood. God atoned for our sins. He atoned for you and I our sins so that we will be made right with God. So anytime and every time we apply the blood, we experience an outpouring of this love. It is love through the blood that has created a barrier between you and all the works of the devil. It is what love through what the blood. So God in love through the blood of Jesus has created a barrier between you and all the works of the enemy. So Christ went to the grave. He died, went to the grave and took the power and the authority. So he said all the powers in the heavens, all the powers on earth and under the earth have been given unto me. Through his love, he did this, he conquered so that you and I will have power over the enemy. So today, we are saying that God is love. And the greatest expression of his love towards you and I is the blood of Jesus Christ. So the blood of Jesus Christ is the greatest expression of God's love towards you and I. He loves us. He sacrificed. He gave. He gave because he loved. He gave. So if you love, you need to give. So because God loves us, he gave his only son. And the son was sacrificed because he loves us. God bless you. So of all the glorious things that the blood means, this is one of the most glorious. His blood is the sign, the measure, yes, the impartation of his love. So the blood represents his love. The blood represents God's sacrifice for you and I. How many of us can sacrifice our son? How many of us can sacrifice our daughter to save the family? They say, oh, there is a problem in the family. And for that problem to be solved, bring your son to be sacrificed, to save your family. How many of us will be willing, how many of us will be ready and prepared to release our son 
or to release our daughter that we have cared for to be sacrificed to save our family. But God, the Bible says, He loves us. So He gave His Son. He gave His Son as a sign of love to be sacrificed, to be killed. To die on the cross and became a curse so that our curse will be taken away. He became one a curse so that our curse will be taken away. God bless you. The power of the blood of Jesus has provided everything you and I need to live a life of victory. The power of the blood, the potency of the blood has provided everything that you and I will need to live a victorious life. Yes, including redemption. We've talked about redemption today. I'm going, to talk about, I'm going to talk about redemption in detail, including fellowship, healing, protection, and authority over the devil. The power of the blood has provided everything that you need. The potency of the blood, the efficacy of the blood has provided everything that you and I will need on this earth. To be victorious. Sometimes we wonder. Sometimes we think. How we are able to make it. How we are able to do it. How we are going to do it. Sometimes. We wonder. Sometimes. We sit back. And think and think and think. That how is this going to be possible. But there is a provision. 
that God has made. There is a provision. And that provision is what? The blood of Jesus. Or that provision is found or is seen in the blood of Jesus Christ. So the blood of Jesus, the power of the blood has provided everything that you and I will need to live a victorious life. Yes. The blood of Jesus has brought about healing protection. If we need healing, the blood of Jesus Christ. If we need a protection, the blood of Jesus Christ. If we want to be redeemed from the world, to be redeemed from an addiction, to be redeemed from a particular sin, there is a provision. That is the blood of Jesus Christ. If we need an authority and power, there is a provision. And that provision is the blood of Jesus Christ. So today the first thing I want to talk about. Under his love. Under God is love. And because of that love. He gave his only son to shed his blood. To atone for our sin. So the power you and I we have to live every victorious life on this earth is provided in the blood. So the first thing today I'm talking about is redemption through the blood of Jesus. Previously I talked about it, but today let me talk a little in detail. Redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. And let me read something quick from Ephesians chapter 1. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. I'm reading from the N, the NIV version. Ephesians chapter 1, verse 7. The Bible said, In him we have redemption through his blood. In him, in him, we have redemption through his blood. The forgiveness of sin in accordance with the riches of God's grace. In him, in who? In Jesus Christ. We have redemption through what? His blood. So no man can be redeemed without the blood. That is why I said earlier that the blood of Jesus Christ is the perfect blood. And the sacrifice of Jesus is the perfect sacrifice. The blood and the sacrifice of an animal were temporal provision that God gave for our sins to be cleaned and for us to be redeemed. But the permanent plan of God for redemption was for Christ to come and die on the cross. So you know the story. I've already talked about it. Satan came to Adam's wife, Eve, in the form of a serpent and deceived her into disobeying God. 
Adam followed suit and did what Satan told him to do. Instead of what? Obeying God. And when he did that, he made Satan his Lord. Adam obeyed Satan. He subjected himself to Satan and made Satan his Lord. Which means that he had power to Satan. So, after Jesus Christ, 40 days prayer and fasting in the wilderness, he was tempted three times. The final one, do you remember? The devil took him to the highest mountain and showed him all the wealth of this world and said, if you bow to me, if you bow down to me, I will give the worth or the wealth of this world unto you. If you bow to me, but Christ didn't. But Adam bowed to Satan. So in bowing his knee to Satan, Adam turned over the authority that God had given him. The power that God gave unto Adam. Because God told Adam that have dominion and subdue the earth. Have what dominion? Because God has given Adam power and authority to have dominion and to subdue the earth. And because Adam bowed to Satan, he had handed over so Adam had turned over the authority that God had given him. The power, the audacity, Adam had turned it to, to Satan. He made Satan the illegitimate ruler of the earth. Meanwhile, Adam was made to rule the earth. In Genesis chapter 1, he was to, to rule Chapter 2, to have dominion and power and authority over the surface of the earth. So illegitimately, Adam had handed over that birthright, that authority, the power to Satan. So Satan illegitimately had now become the ruler, the prince with all authority doing what it wants to do but God had a plan somebody say God had a plan but God had a plan when Adam handed over the power and made Satan illegitimate ruler of the earth God had a plan. Somebody say, God had a plan. With all the power that I've given unto man, 
A man out of disobedience had handed over the power and the authority to Satan. There is a plan. God had a plan. And his plan of redemption was the same as it worked for Abel, for Moses, for Noah, and all that you can make mention of. It will be through the shedding of blood. Such a great redemption for all humankind and for eternity. Of which I have already talked about, of which I have already explained. That the plan of God was a perfect plan. But with this perfect plan, because God was with time, He wanted to see how man will react to His plan. So God put in place the first plan of redemption through the blood of animals. And God saw and knew that that is not the perfect redemption plan. But the perfect redemption plan had to be executed at the right time. And at the right time, Jesus Christ Jesus Christ not the blood of just a goat or a ram not the blood of just a cow or a bull but I want you to understand that the redemption of this magnitude required much greater sacrifice. The blood of his son, Jesus Christ. That is the plan. The greatest thing the blood of Jesus accomplished was this. It washed all our sins away and made you and I clean and pure as white as snow the greatest thing the blood of Jesus Christ accomplished was to redeem us because we were being sold so Christ came and bought us with his precious blood and redeemed us from sin and redeem us from death. Because the Bible has already said. That the wages of sin is death. So in place of the death. Christ came and bought us. And redeemed us. From the power of death. From the power of Satan. He snatched us. But then we were in the hand of Satan. The illegitimate ruler ruling over us. So Christ went to the grave and took the power from Satan. 
And the Bible said, He washed the blood washes all our sin away and made you and I clean and pure. He made the blood made you and I white as snow. So from the very minute you receive Jesus as your Lord and Savior or as Lord of your life, God will not remember any past sin in your life, any past evil, whatever. That's what the Bible says. If anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. So all the old life, that is the redemption, all the old life, the old attitude, the old behavior, the old character, the old sin, maybe you murdered, maybe you killed, you committed abortion, maybe you lied, you stole, you smoked, maybe you were a prostitute, whatever, he doesn't care. Because the potency of the blood, the blood, how? The intensity. The blood is Powerful, the efficacy to clean, to take away every sin and wash us and redeem us and rescue us from the power of the enemy, from the authority of the enemy. That's how powerful the blood is. That is how great the blood is. So that is why in the book of Galatians chapter 3 that I read earlier, the verse number 13, the Bible said, the blood also set us free from the curse of the law. So the blood redeemed us from that curse. The blood redeemed us from what? From that curse. What curse? The curse of death. The curse of sin. The curse of what sin. And the curse of what death. The blood redeemed us. So the work of redemption. Is solely. By what? The blood of Jesus Christ. We are redeemed. We are saved. So don't allow any man, as I, as I said earlier, that from the very minute you and I will receive Christ as Lord of our life. Don't allow the guilty conscience. Don't allow any man to define you. Don't allow any man to remind you or to remember you of your past. What you were. What you were doing and what you were not. Because the blood had the efficacy to wash, to clean, and to make you and I white as white as snow. Mind you that Adam's teasing gave Satan authority and power over our life. Or over the life of man. But because of the power of the blood of Jesus. The moment you make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, you are redeemed from the curse and Satan. 
we are redeemed from the curse. And Satan was put out of what business. But before Jesus, Satan still had that authority. That power. He still at work to until you make Jesus the Lord of your life. He still have a business with you. But as you and I we have Jesus as our Lord or as the Lord of our life. We have no business. Satan has no business with our life again. We are redeemed. We are saved. Satan can decide to remind us thousand times, million times. We don't care because we have been redeemed from that curse. We have been redeemed from that curse. From that sin. We have been redeemed from death. Instead of our sin to send us to our grave, Christ says, Even in your sin, I loved you. So I first loved you. That's why I was saying, For God so loved the world. Which world? This evil world. This sinful world. This corrupt world. He still loves us. So he came and died with his blood. And redeem you and I. So the work of redemption cannot be complete without the blood of Jesus Christ. It is true. It is true. It is true. The blood. It is true. The blood of Jesus. That redemption can be complete in our life. And without the blood, redemption or the work of redemption can never be complete in our life. And this is just simply making Jesus the Lord of your life. The center of your life. The mediator of your life. And with that, we are redeemed from the curse and from the hand of Satan. Number two, the second thing I want to talk about today is fellowship with God through the blood. We have a fellowship with God through the blood. Mind you that at the Garden of Gethsemane, I said earlier that there was a fellowship and there was a relationship between God and Adam. A fellowship and a relationship between God and Adam. So, when Adam disobeyed that fellowship, that relationship was broken. So, Christ, through his blood, came and restored that fellowship and restored that relationship between you and I and our God. Let's read something from Hebrews chapter 10. Verse 
God bless you and your welcome, Prophet Nana. You are upon, Prophet Nana. You are upon, you are welcome. God bless you, my brother. How are you doing? I believe you are doing well. God bless you, my brother, Prophet Nana. You are upon. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19. The Bible said, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place, By the blood of Jesus Christ. And out of verse 26, by a new and a living way opened for us through the curtain that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near. Listen to this. Let us draw near to God with a sincere heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience and having our bodies washed with pure water. And our message is centered. On the verse 19 and the verse 20, he said, Therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus Christ. Previously, I said, No man born of a woman had the right. To enter the most holy place or the holy of holies in the, te- in the temple. The only person that had that right to enter the most holy place, I said, in the olden days, the temple was divided into two. The first session was the tent of meeting. That's where you and I, those days, even that. It was only the Jews who could enter. If you were a Gentile, you were, you were uncircumcised. So you are not allowed to even get closer to the temple. And among the Jews, it was only from the tribe of the Levite. And from the tribe of the Levite, not any Levite. And not any priest. So, among the priests, there's what we call a high priest, which, who is the leader of all the priests. So, it, is, it was only the high priest that had that right to enter. So, that is why the verse 20 says that by a new and living way open for us. Through the curtain, that is his body. Through the curtain. So when Christ died on the cross, the curtain that divided the tent of meeting and the holy place and the most holy place, the curtain divided into two, giving access to humanity, both you and I. Gentile or Jew. 
to go to the presence of God and have a fellowship with God. Before Adam fell in the garden of Eden, he had enjoyed friendship. Adam had enjoyed fellowship. Adam had enjoyed a relationship with God. There was what? A mutual friendship. There was a mutual fellowship. There was a mutual relationship with Adam and God. So after Adam's fall, sin separated us from this previous one, fellowship. After Adam failed, that's when God entered the garden and said, Adam, where are you? He said, I am naked. Adam, where are you? He said, I am naked. So Adam was hiding somewhere. Adam could not get closer to God. Adam could not meet God and have a fellowship with God because Adam has sinned. And mind you, I said some time ago that God hates sin, but God does not hate the sinner. God hates sin. God doesn't want to look at sin at all. So that is why Jesus, when he cried, My father, my father, why have you forsaken me? I have explained this on the platform before. That God had not forsaken Jesus, but because Jesus was carrying the sin of this world. And God cannot look at sin. So that sin separated Adam from God. So sin separated us from this previous fellowship. So that was why there was a curtain. And no man can go beyond the curtain apart from the high priest to enter the holy of holies or the most holy place and have a fellowship with God. No man was allowed. So through the work of the blood, the curtain was divided so that men can enter and have a fellowship. So that that broken fellowship, so that that broken relationship can be restored back. So man can meet with God and communion with God. Man can meet with God and have a fellowship with God. So sin separated us from this previous fellowship and could only be restored through the blood of Jesus Christ. So when you and I, when we receive Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we declare or you declare that you want to receive fellowship. You declare that you want to receive his friendship. You declare that you want to receive his relationship. And the door is opened for you and I to enjoy. So when we lift our hands and say, Lord, from today I have you as my Lord and my Savior. We have declared that we have received his fellowship. That broken fellowship that broken friendship has been restored. So now we can have a direct one-on-one communion with God. 
one-on-one fellowship with God. That is why the Bible says, wherever, wherever two or more are gathered, I am there. Not only that, when you alone, when you called, the Bible says he is omnipresent. He is always present. He is our ever-present help in time of need. So now we can go to the presence of God. That is why a Gentile like me, I can sit here and preach the word of God. If not, it was only the Levite that were called to be a priest in the house of God. No other tribe, but the blood of Jesus came and broke that protocol. That protocol that was reserved for only the Levite is no more reserved for only Levite, but has been given unto each and every man that received Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Because of the power of the blood of Jesus, you can come boldly into the presence of God. You can boldly enter into the temple, into every tabernacle, and fellowship with God, and praise God, and worship God. Because of the blood of Jesus, whether you are a man, whether you are a woman, you can stand in the presence of God in worship. You can stand in the presence of God and adore Him, praise Him, and give Him all the adoration. The blood of Jesus built a mighty war between saints and believers who have been made the righteousness of God through Jesus Christ. So, the war or the curtain that separated the most holy place and the tent of meeting have been broken. And a new war, a new tent has been built. That is the blood of Jesus. So the blood of Jesus built a mighty war between what? Sin and believers. So the blood of Jesus opposes what? Sin. And has made what? You and I the righteousness of God through what? Jesus Christ. I love the letter written by Paul the Apostle to the Corinth, the second Corinthians, chapter 5, verse 21. The Bible says, We are the righteousness of God. We are what? The righteousness of God. We are not only righteous people, though, but we are the righteousness of God. That is the work of what? The blood of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus. We are now the righteousness of one God through what? Jesus Christ. Through what? What? The blood of Jesus Christ attained on the cross. The blood of the sacrifice. The blood of atonement. The blood of Jesus Christ. The potency of 
the blood. Another word for fellowship, I'm talking about the blood of Jesus establishing or renewing or repairing a fellowship with God through, or we have fellowship with God through the blood of Jesus symbol. Another word for fellowship is what? Communion. I made mention of it already. Communion. To have a communion with God. And one way we recognize that the blood provides or provided for fellowship with God is through what? The taking of communion. That's why whenever we are taking a communion, the wine, the communion wine represents what? The blood of Jesus Christ. Yes. The communion wine represents what? The blood of the communion. Having a communion with God. Having a communication with God. Dining with the Lord. Communing with God. Eating with God. Drinking with God. That kind of fellowship. When friends, for long, when they come together and meet again, what happened? We drink together. We dine together. We make what merry together. Because it's been a while. So that is why it's very essential, very important that once in a while, you die with the Lord as a physical symbol of what the blood of Jesus Christ attained on the cross for you and I. That's why once in a while I will organize an online communion and in your various churches whenever there is a communion service don't take yourself out. Dine with the Lord. Communion. In fact, it's a symbol of what? Fellowship. Fellowshipping with God. Because the Bible says, as long as you do this, as long as you do this, as long as you dine with me, as long as you communion with me, so Jesus said, do this. In remembrance of me. So as long as we do this, we remember in 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 26. That is why communion is much deeper than just a religious ritual or just a religious observance. That's why anytime I'm organizing a, 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 a communion service online, I'm very serious about it. It's not just a religious observance where in most churches it is done once in a month, the beginning of the month or end of the month, in some churches every Sunday. So it has become some kind of a religious observance, a ritual. No. It is beyond that. It is much deeper there is a much deeper meaning. It is a recognition of what God did for us 
through the blood of Jesus Christ. It, it is a recognition of what the blood of Jesus Christ did for you and I. A fellowship with God. A friend with God. A friend of God. That's why I made example that when friends meet, what happened? Friends, they dine together. We take drinks. Have some champagne, some drinks. And be happy. And we are happy. Because it's been a while. So once in a while, we need to do this. Because the Bible says in the first Corinthians that do this in remembrance of me. Do this in remembrance of what I did on the cross of Calvary. God bless everybody. Music on trendybeats.com. And this is where I will end today and pray with you. And when we meet again, before this man comes to a close, we'll be able to finish. We have three more other points that I'll be explaining. I've already mentioned them in our previous lessons or service. So we're looking at healing through the blood of Jesus Christ. And number four, we'll be looking at protection through the blood of Jesus Christ. Protection through the blood of Jesus Christ. And finally, we'll be looking at authority over the devil through the blood of Jesus. Authority through authority over the devil through the blood of Jesus Christ.
precious one, I want us to pray two prayer points. And I'll pray a short prayer with you and we'll close. The time of, for our session is、uh, limited. We have about 13 minutes left. But I want us to pray two prayer points redemption through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are redeemed. We are redeemed through what? The blood of Jesus Christ. The potency of the blood. The efficacy of the blood. That's why when I read the Galatians, I said something that the blood set us free from the curse of the law so that the blessings of Abraham might come upon us in Christ Jesus Christ. We are redeemed, we are taken from the camp of the enemy. The illegitimate, the, the illegitimate ruler, Satan, we are redeemed from his hand. And not only our soul and our spirit and our body, but everything that had to do with our life. Yes. Everything that had to do with our life. Our soul being redeemed, our spirit being redeemed, our business redeemed, our marriage and relationship being redeemed, our Christian life redeemed, our spiritual life being redeemed, everything that had to do with our life redeemed from the hand of the enemy, redeemed from the hand of the enemy. So we are redeemed through the blood of Jesus Christ. We are lifted up a cry that God, in the name of Jesus Christ, through your blood, may my soul be redeemed, may my spirit be redeemed, may my body be redeemed from death, be redeemed from, 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 from destruction, be redeemed from the hand of the enemy, be redeemed from sin, be redeemed from grave, be redeemed from the captivity of the enemy, in the name of Jesus Christ. May I be redeemed. May I be redeemed. The blood of Jesus redeemed. The blood of Jesus brought about redemption. So, through the blood, He redeemed our soul. He redeemed our spirit, our body. He redeemed our, our, our health. He redeemed our health. He redeemed our family. He redeemed our marriage. He redeemed our business. He redeemed our finances. Lift up a cry that God through your blood. May I be redeemed. May my soul be redeemed. May my spirit be redeemed. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, I lift up a cry. I lift up a prayer now that Lord, in the name of Jesus, may I be redeemed. May my soul be redeemed. May my spirit be redeemed. In the name of Jesus Christ, Father, redeem my body. Redeem my health, redeem my ministry, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Redeem the hour of Gethsemane, redeem my family, oh God, redeem my mom, redeem my wife, redeem my kids, redeem, oh God, my family, redeem all the followers at the hour of Gethsemane, redeem us from the hand of the enemy, redeem us from death, redeem us from grave, redeem us from sickness, redeem us from failure, redeem us from disappointment, in the 
name of Jesus Christ. May you be redeemed from sin. In the name of Jesus. Be redeemed from grave and death. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. May you be redeemed from the captivity of the enemy. May you be redeemed from the works of the devil. In the name of Jesus Christ. May you be redeemed. May you be redeemed. May you be redeemed. Father Lord. Come and redeem your children. Come and redeem us. From the hand of the enemy. Through your blood. Through the blood of the sacrifice. Through the blood of Jesus Christ. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. This prayer that you have prayed right now, God said, I should tell somebody today that your soul is redeemed, that your spirit is redeemed, that your body is redeemed in the name of Jesus Christ. Through the blood of Jesus Christ, we have received redemption. Oh my God, redemption from sin, redemption from death, redemption from sickness, redemption from diseases, redemption from poverty, redemption from lack, redemption from oppression, redemption from depression. In the name of Jesus Christ, we are redeemed. Let's lift up this prayer very quick. We are lifting up our second prayer. That is our last prayer, and I pray with you shortly, and we close. We are praying that God, through your blood, may you strengthen my fellowship with you. Fellowship with God through the blood of Jesus Christ. Say, Lord, through your blood, the blood that Jesus shed on the cross of Calvary, God from today strengthened my fellowship with you my relationship with you in the name of Jesus Christ my friendship with you the friendship the fellowship the relationship you see when that friendship is there when that relationship is there with you and God, you always enter, you, you can always enter into the presence of God with boldness. With what? With boldness. We can always enter what? The presence of God with what? With all boldness. Yes. With all boldness. And have a communion. You see, when God entered the garden, and Adam saw that he was not worthy. Adam could not have that boldness to meet with God. So when God said, Adam, where are you? Adam said, I am naked. Adam was hiding himself because he had broken that relationship. Because the fellowship was not there. But before that, Whenever God enters into the garden, he calls Adam. 
Adam responds well. He, he, he always meet Adam, have a communion with him. They have fellowship. They took the relationship was there. So we are praying that God from today, may my relationship with you be strengthened, be empowered, be renewed, be renewed, be renewed. My relationship be renewed, be restored, be empowered in the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. My relationship with you, my fellowship with you, lift up your voice now. In the name of Jesus, the God, through your blood, may you establish that relationship. May you renew that relationship. May you renew that fellowship in the name of Jesus Christ. Just one, God bless you all for joining our prayer line today at the hour of Gethsemane. I'm so honored, I'm so privileged having you today. God willing, tomorrow we'll have more time to pray. Yes, we'll have more time to pray, God willing, tomorrow. And I believe God so strongly that you have received a word today, and tomorrow we'll continue and we'll have more time to pray. The time for our session is up and uh, that is where we are going to close. I will not come back again today, but I will come back, God willing, tomorrow. Tomorrow, God willing, uh, possibly Pastor Paul, if he's ready, he'll be praying with us. But if he's not ready, I will continue what I'm doing today. And we are going to have some time or more time to pray. God bless you all for joining today. I'm so honored and I'm so privileged. Uh, to be here with you once again. You see, God is doing a lot of performing, a lot of miracle in our life. And I have a, a lot of testimonies to share with you at the right time, possibly getting to the ending of this week. Or, uh, yes, I have a testimony to share with you. God has blessed me. God is blessing me. And I believe God so strongly that God is blessing you. He's blessing your family. Let's continue to, 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 to have this fellowship, communion with uh, with one another and let's continue to walk in righteousness with God let's continue to walk with God and and David said I've been a child and I've grown and I've not seen the righteous begging for bread God will always come at the right time to save you God bless everybody who joined Pastor Andrea Jackson Pastor Andrea God bless you so much may God bless you may God enlarge your coast and expand your territory in the name of Jesus Christ, Bridget Berryman, God bless you. May God enlarge your codes in the Spanish territory. May God build a new relationship and a fellowship with you. 
and through the blood of Jesus Christ. May you be redeemed. May your entire destiny be redeemed. And Mary, you and she, may God bless you for joining today. May the Spirit of God keep you. May you be honored. May the heavens honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. Um, Reggie, uh, Reginita, Reginita, God bless you for joining us today on our prayer line. And the hour of Gethsemane, I'm so honored to have you, Reginita. God bless you. May God enlarge your coaching and, 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 and expand your territory. Whatever you touch with your hands, whatever that you lay your hand on this month, may that thing to gold in the name of Jesus Christ. I pray earnestly that may God bless you. May God bless your hands. May God bless your feet. Whatever you lay your feet on, may that be blessed. God bless you. First lady, my wife is on. God bless you so much. I'm so honored. God bless you. May God enlarge your coast and expand your territory. May God bless the fruit of your womb. May God bless your hands, your feet, whatever. May you be blessed and may you be favored in Jesus' mighty name. Deaconess Gloria Chapman. Deaconess Gloria, how are you doing? God bless you. Deaconess Gloria Chapman, God bless you. May God enlarge your coast and expand your territory. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, may God bless you with good health. May God strengthen with you, strengthen you. May God anoint your head. May God empower you so strongly through you. May your family be blessed and be honored. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, precious one, God bless everybody. If I've not mentioned your name, God bless you. Uh, if you can hear my voice, God bless you. I'm so honored and I'm so privileged uh, having you today on our prayer line. God willing, from today. Up to the end of this month, I'm going to be owned. I'm going to be owned, and we are going to have more time to pray together. I'm so blessed. I'm so unhappy. Mary, you're in chief. God bless you too, my dear. God bless you more, my dear. I'm so honored. I'm so privileged having you all today on our prayer line. Let's continue to walk in righteousness. Let's continue to seek peace. Let's continue to love one another. Let's love one another as God loves us. God bless you. Shalom. Peace. Let's meet God willing tomorrow. Bye-bye.